Hey everybody, how are you? Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is Beyond the Dog with Lynn Bokey. Really appreciate the fact that you're here. It means a lot to me. I don't want to take up too much time here because this is a great episode. Another fly on the wall. You know, you get the chance to listen in to me, Ian Grant, and Art Ortiz. He's from Dallas. His company is DogFit Dallas, and he also works with Caesar out in L.A., as a trainer for TCW, Training Caesar's Way. We have a good conversation about the three-day workshop that, that I did at Ian's place in Vermont. I've been on the road for about three weeks and just got back. Spent a little time uh, with my Traveling Shadow program and worked with Rachel Allen out there in L.A. with her healing pack. Flew up to Portland to visit a friend and, and help her with her dog. Then I flew to Vermont to do the three-day workshop and straight to Buffalo, New York after that to help Tyler Mudo and his staff on one of my traveling shadow programs as well. I did get uh, some time to spend on the mic with with Tyler and I'll I'll put that up in a week. Anyway, uh, let me know how you feel about this episode. Tell me me what you think. You can email me that at askbeyondthedog at gmail.com. Again, that's askbeyondthedog at gmail.com. So sit back and and enjoy the next hour or so uh, being a fly on the wall. (laughs) You saw with that little dog that had nothing to do with the technique. It had everything to do with the energy that I was um, projecting with how I'm going to get there. You know, it's like rock climbing. Mm-hmm. It really is. I have to say, though, remember when you came here in August and I, and I couldn't believe how sensitive everything was. Yep. And then and that was mainly group, right? Because we didn't do a lot of one on one other than like the consultation that we went to or going into the other room to show me something. It wasn't like we're trying to accomplish a behavior or see something. So to me, to be into that like classroom setting and seeing you work with a dog and the sensitivity and the nuances of a whisker that just started mm-hmm. to lift compared to, I mean, I think it's fair to say for any experienced trainer, we know that when the mouth closes, there's a little tension in the air. They're, they're not feeling comfortable compared to when the mouth's open, but it was so much more. Well, like, we had to start with what the pattern was and we saw my fingers you know, get chewed a, a couple of times. She, once that happened, I now know my distance, right? And I know her depth of intention. And then I moved away from that distance where I could get bit, but stayed there where she would want to bite. Now we know that part of the pattern and then all the way down to how she begins the, the whole cycle, which was that little lift of the lip. And then all the way. So I just slowed it all down so much that she just slowed down, you know, because I knew the, I knew the pattern and the pattern recognition is so important. And I hope you guys, I hope everybody was able to see how they can look for patterns. I mean, I went over that, over that, over that. Everything has a pattern to it. And rule number 10 is always be ahead of the behavior. You know that. So we just want to make sure. I didn't mean to interrupt you, bud. No, but it was just nice to see it without 30 dogs moving around. Now it's just one-on-one, just you, the leash, the dog, the communication, the body language. And 40 eyes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I think that because I didn't know the backstory, I just saw this cute little dog. And I was going to ask you, like, what 
what's the story on this dog? Because honestly, I thought this like German Shepherd was going to come out. I had no idea what was going to come <laughs> out. So, you know, like what's the backstory on like I, she came on Tuesday or what? So she well, was a- before that, before I even arrived here, he had met with her. Yeah, okay. she was a board and train. Leela came in for resource guarding. Mm-hmm. And but her walking was also a mess, too. Like there was a lot of things that were out of whack. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to get that under wraps first for her. And we didn't have her here for, you know, that long of a time. And this was another one of those things that was scheduled, you know, in advance. And I'm also learning a new technique from Lynn from August too. So I have all these fresh things in my mind. Mm-hmm. Let's change it from technique to technical understanding of something because the technique is what a lot of people use and it's very shallow and you can see that everything has a depth to it. So any one technique, I don't care if it's the current techniques out there, any one technique has multiple technical aspects to that in order to be effective. That doesn't even talk about efficient or precise. So, I don't mind you saying technique, but it's, it's a little bit of my spine <laughs> when you say Lynn's technique, because I do come from dog psychology background. I just have some technical body mechanics and understandings to be able to provide the information I need for the dog. So go ahead. Just don't say technique. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the board and train, and then she came back for her first follow-up. And things were going really, really well for her. Like the walk was going well. Just her overall daily structure with the dog was going very well. Except there was still this underlying issue of this resource guarding. She showed me a video of the dog in the backseat. She went for the leash and the dog went after her hand. Mm -hmm. And the leash is maybe, you know, two feet from her head. But Leela, the little dog, you know, obviously was doing it for certain reasons. And... She also explained to me how she had the same issue with a tennis ball. Mm -hmm. The kicker was, she said, we couldn't grab the tennis ball with our hand out of her mouth. But if they held up their elbows, almost like chopsticks, Mm -hmm. and grabbed it out of her mouth, she would let that happen. Which was Isn't that funny how that's people, kind of scary though. You yeah, think about it because you're like your face is closer. So Isn't close. it funny how how things come about? Like when you see the chimpanzees stick a a a long thin stick down in the termite thing and the termites are on it, brings it out and eats it. Somebody figured that out and they did it. I don't know. How did she come up with the process of my elbows? <laughs> I, mean, I, I can gonna, see I you how say stick, throw poop. I can see how a stick might uh, have <laughs> been hanging out of the termite hole and there were termites on it. And so that kind of clicked to maybe stick it in there. But how do you get down on the ground? The dog wasn't even a foot tall. How do you get that far down on the ground with a dog who's got, you know, a mini chainsaw, you know, and it's under its nose and then put your elbows there. And, and, le- and you're leaning over. Yeah, right? your fa- her face you is right there. there. Yeah. So I, it's funny. But I, she did it. Yeah. So I had the famous pair of welding gloves that Lynn kept referring to. Okay. <laughs> this week, just for that reason. And I thought this would be an excellent opportunity for me to start at ground zero. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to record myself doing this with this dog, with this tennis ball, because I haven't practiced this. And I thought this is going to be an awesome video for Lynn to see, for me to learn from. I can't wait to count the mistakes, the whole thing. So sure <laughs> enough, you know, I reach for the tennis ball. She snaps at me a number of times and it was probably a 10 or 15 minute video. And again, Lynn kept referring to me pulling away because it was like, 
even though you have gloves on, psychologically, you still want to get Yeah, your what do you hand. need them gloves for? I know. Well, if, you know, if you're going to pull back. Yeah. You know? So, there so was... You, just so you understand, anybody else understand that when you pull back from a dog who's defending something, you're creating more competition and maybe even stoking a fire there. You know, they got to get faster and move forward now instead of just snapping where they are. They got to make that hand in, in that video. She was snapping and following your hand. Yeah. That, that can be that dog was taught to do that. The Krista, the mother is so sweet, but all of us teach our dogs the thing we don't want them to do. But he had those big old gloves. I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you keep pulling back? <laughs> it's psychologically that first bite. It didn't draw blood or anything, no. but it made you think. Yeah. And you and you know you feel it obviously, and then you go from there. So then fast forward, what I think two weeks later, and Lynn was here for this, and I actually tried to work it so where you know for him to work with the client. Mm -hmm. We never got to the tennis ball that day. Well, we started out with her association to the building because of that incident between the two of you. Mm -hmm. You didn't hurt the dog, but the dog learned I got to do something faster. And because he's not going away so much because he's got the gloves on, he's coming in and coming out. You didn't hurt the dog, but the dog's mind said, this place doesn't work for me. And so when she was here, I just really wanted the dog to calm down. And, and we changed the association to the place by doing that behavior expectation drill with the excitement, this, the, mm -hmm. the affection. So we did that a bunch of times. And I said, well, let's just... Let's just leave it right here. She's very comfortable. And then I asked if she could come back and Ian arranged it to come back for all the students that were here today. Yeah. And she was more than willing to do it. Yeah, she yeah. had to drive, what, an hour? Yeah. To get here. That so at, awesome. at what point I'm trying to learn from my perspective how to do this, but I also don't want to hurt the dog psychologically. Right. So where's that fine line between I have to learn how to do this, but I don't also don't want to affect the dog long-term? Where's that happy medium? Yeah. You know, I've worked with a lot of those cases and I don't want people going out and fucking it up like I did in the beginning. I, but you have to first get past the idea that you're going to get hurt because you're not there. You're escaping, mm -hmm. avoiding, evading, right? So you can't help the dog get over the problem if you're afraid of what the dog's going to do to you. And that's really the first thing you need to get past but you can i want to make a, a wire muzzle that's more like a fishbowl that goes around the head somehow so they don't feel it on their muzzle so they can feel like they can snap there's got to be some way to almost like an e-collar with a sorry the cone of shame yeah but but smaller but, and and something that's not because those things are like tunnels for the dogs they don't like them but mm -hmm. some even that will help i have done that with the they, I don't know why they call them e-collars, but Elizabethine. Yeah. Elizabethine. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked with, I put that on a dog for specific things like that because they're, they're already that cone because it echoes in there. And when they move forward, their heads back, I can, I can hit the, oh, the block. Cone. I can block the cone without the bite mm -hmm. or I can move to the side. They can't, they can't get you because the cone is there. Right. So if I get to the, you guys can't see me doing my wing chung. But I get under the, the jaw and onto the side. Now they can't bite my hand at all. So I can wait till they calm down, wait till they calm down, wait till they calm down, and then start over. 
but that's not something I want anybody to go out and do because, you know, I was just experimenting with that and it worked, but I want to create, or I don't want to create it. Like maybe I think that we could find something to where they feel like they can actually bite because when you put a muzzle on them, no matter that it's a basket muzzle, they, there's a dip in confidence. And when the basket muzzle's not on, the confidence comes back up. So what's the point of, it's like the gloves. Yeah. What's the point of wearing the gloves if when I take them off, I'm just as nervous. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So I don't want to give any advice on how to, to do that over the over audio anyway. At some point, I want to maybe do some sort of a long video with a dog that I worked with that I, it took me three months. And I, it was the longest time I'd ever had to work with it. I, I was like, what? It, I don't know what to do now, right? Because it kept going. I don't want to get into it right now. But the but point I think is, you could put make a video. That I filmed the whole thing for you. Like we have oh, an, hour, one. an hour and 20 minutes of this on video. Oh, but I I but see not it. only that, like with, I think, we've, I mean, yes, it's a long video. But I think it's really important to, to someone to sit down and watch an hour and 20 minute video as opposed to a one minute video that you see on Instagram That's or right. YouTube. Because, you know, just today I saw a YouTube trainer talking about using a remote collar on the dog if they put their mouth on you. Well, that's kind of unethical. Yeah. You've never met the dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, you, you're giving advice with a dog that you've never met. It's not black reading. and white. You're only reading what the client said. So we didn't, we may not understand what the client, the was context, just, the context, it sounds like context, the dog's biting this and that, but it might just be grabbing the pant leg, you know, playful. That's yeah. a whole different prescription. Yeah. But I am excited to see this video, but I don't know that I would put it out in the whole hour and 20 minutes. I mean, if it's that compelling, I might put it. I would just because I think we're in such a hard to get people to watch the 33 minute video I just put out. I know, but I think it's important for people to see that the process, the process and that this isn't a quick fix. You know, we, we saw for years and years and years, the elapsed time on a dog behavior being changed and how it can be quick. But also there are probably more cases than not with, we're obviously three very different skill sets in here to where, it takes a lot longer. I mean, you, well, let's look at that. You, you, you have a good skill. How long did you do that video with the, the gloves with that? That dog? was 14 minutes. 14 minutes. Did you achieve what you were looking for? Not even close. Okay. And that's not because I'm cool. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you that people need to understand it takes time. And if you're worried about time, if you're counting how many times, then you're not there. You're not there because the dog has no concept of time and it can't count. Every time the dog snapped at me, it was done. I did not think it snapped at me. I went right back to what I was doing without any concern. I mean, did it look like I was concerned at all? Nope. You got to have that. You got to have that. And it's not easy to develop, man. That only comes with experience. Well, I mean, look at my arms, man. I got holes in them. I mean, massive holes. But I don't want anybody to go and do that. One of the goals of my school was that I made all the mistakes. Let me show you how not to make mistakes. And I think that that you guys saw a really nice version of how not to make the mistake. And the big mistake is to go and try and do that when you know you can't. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, which one of you would go and do what you saw me do today? 
I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. I mean, would you try? I think you would try. I definitely would do that. I mean, I'll take the time. Yeah, I want you both to try. Yeah. But as soon as you get to that point where you know for a fact that this isn't going to end well this way, and I know I'm going to get fearful or frustrated, angry, or the dog's going to get worse, end it there before, you know, before that happens. I, I want you guys to try it. I want everybody to learn how to do it. But man, I don't want the dogs to get hurt because we're trying something we think we know how to do. And so we keep doing the same thing and it makes things just intensifies. I, I think with, with that dog, you know, it was the, when you did, you do one step at a time, you got the dog to kind of accept you. And then you got the dog to accept just the motion of your hand coming and, you know, the hand close to the body of, of the dog. Then you introduce just a touch and then she, she didn't like just it. The and, fur. Then you, and then you stopped. Just the fur. Yeah. And then you stopped. You just held it right. You just kind of waited and waited and then she relaxed. And then you just kind of still waited and then you just went one step at a time. You're building trust with her. And it was really cool to watch because like, you know, it's really easy for you, for anybody really to see, oh crap she's going to snap at me and Most you knew would. yeah you knew it was going to happen you knew it was like oh right. she's you could you're like she's, she's starting to growl and you just waited 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 and then she relaxed then you went to the next step you know you just kept going and once you saw that you you i you could already tell that okay you you saw the pattern how she was starting to accept and then you knew the time it would take for her to accept it and then you're like, okay, well, then you could narrate it because you already knew she had already done it three times. I had to discover the patterns without telling you first. And then I could tell you guys the pattern of, right. of it. And then, then you kind of put the hand on her back and you just held it there. Then it went to the muscle. Yeah. And then you went up. You're like, oh, she didn't like that too much. And you just waited, waited. And so you're already like, so the pattern was different scenarios, but the same Thing. pattern. What it, everything's exactly the same, however. Right completely different and then i think i was cool it was really awesome when you're like oh what does she like what does she not like to be touched and she said on the top of the head i said challenge accepted <laughs> and then i was like then and like i think i looked at you and i'm like what the hell like that was really cool <laughs> yeah. that was really cool well, thank you you know and, and, and you know yeah it took an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was actually it was probably shorter than that because i recorded before and after but it was just really cool to watch because you just took your time you know and you just said hey dog I know. I like it was. It was a conversation you were having with her, saying, "I understand. I understand." I was you know? literally saying. This. No, I know. And it was like, and she was like, "Finally, someone understands me," you know. And I think that's really important for the doc to that you have to understand each other and then just kind of go from there. It was really cool, man. It was like I, mean, I, I was. It. it was. It was amazing. And I have never have haven't seen anything that amazing in a while. So maybe if I did put that out, it might help people understand that. Not every time a dog puts his mouth on you or bites at you or barks at you that it's aggression. I truly believe that in the wrong hands, that dog would have been electrocuted many times or yanked with a prong collar yeah. many times. Even with Ian, who you took your time, you could do this with this dog app now. The dog understands that somebody can do a pattern. I don't want you to go for the head yet. No. <laughs> but you can do that even if you use the gloves. You can mm -hmm. do that. Just don't pull back. That's your first step. You can do this. You can do that. I'll guide you through with video. I mean, even if, if somehow I could do a live, not a live thing for anybody else, but like a FaceTime, type FaceTime, but if we can record it, I want it, but I can see what you're doing. All right. There you go. It's all right. Don't worry. Start again. I think we can guide you through that. I think so. Okay. We're going to give it a shot. 
And if I, if you tell me the truth that you don't think you want to do it because, or when you start, it might mess things up, then we're going to stop because to, to punish that dog would have created way more aggression, mm-hmm. way more aggression. Well, plus you saw how sensitive she truly was when you peeled away the layers of the onion, as they say, and then you see really, well, she was kissing my face. I'm, but just to see the whole pattern that you saw of her, once you started to break that down and she understood that you had a pattern of what you were trying to say to her. That's what they're looking for. Then it was like, wow. And that's why I said at the end, it looked like there was a weight lifted off of her chest. Because when she went back to her owner, it was like, it wasn't like, oh, God, I get, get to go back to mom. Yeah, it was like, mom, did you just see what I did? It was <laughs> like the kid that just hit a home run and wanted to come back and tell his parents. You know, it was that type of like elation. And the follow through on that was to have the dog come back over to me. Mm-hmm. It was quicker to be able to touch her, let her go back to her mom and then came back over. Then it was instantaneous back to the mom, back and forth. That's behavior expectation. Every bit of that was one big expectation reel with multiple micro behavior expectation drills because of the pattern. That's what a behavior expectation drill is. That dog learned what it can expect from me first. And once it learned, it still did not want to have those things, but it learned I was not a threat. And that's why I was able to get all the way there. I can't wait to see the video because I did feel the beauty too. And knowing that people were having some tears, that that's really, I'm getting like a little (laughs) chills. It was, it was impressive to watch. You know, and like I told you, like not a lot of stuff really impresses me because because of our backgrounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I work in CNC's or work all the time and it's like pretty amazing. Oh, man. And, <laughs> and, you know, because of him, he kind of ruined me because now when I see other people work, even a lot of these YouTube trainers, I'm like, that's awful, <laughs> you know? And so like Caesar's always really smooth and to see you do it in a different way but with a, the same amazing result was pretty impressive. And, you know, coming into this, I didn't know what to expect, you know, because I, I don't really know much of you. I mean, I, I guess you, you were, you're my mentor's mentor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was always been really curious of you. So that's one of the reasons why I came out here because I, I really wanted to just see what this is all about. And, but I, after day one, I was kind of like, I don't know where this is going. Nobody does. And I'm like, really like, I I mean, I I seriously called my wife and I went over the rules with her and I said, some of these rules are not even rules, they're statements, you know? And I told you that the Mm -hmm. next day I shared that with you and we had a discussion about it, but then everything just started to really make sense. Everywhere now, right? What? They're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, but just it started to like make sense and... I just want to thank you because it was, it was pretty amazing. Like it was yeah. really, really thank cool. You. And I mean, I've been to like a lot of workshops before and this was only three days and I'm already like, Hey, I want to come back. You already signed up for the leash work one. Yeah. Yeah. So thank I'm excited about that, you know? And I think that, you know, I, I've always kind of been just intrigued by the people who have been there from the beginning, like with Caesar, like the whole training tree, like I mentioned with you. But I think that, throughout i mean even caesar has grown everyone has grown but i think even you as a person you know for what you do has also grown and i think that not a lot of people are very aware of that you know and because like you've mentioned how you were in a hole for five years and things like that so you know and i know a lot of people who have 
studied or worked under you and, and learned from you, and they are phenomenal. They're really great. You know, Todd. Todd is one of those. Yep. He was my favorite student. He got to he got to see stuff that I did when the students weren't around because he came at a time there was another student and like I don't I don't give a shit about money. I need it. It's great, but if it's if it's the wrong person i've already been burned before Mm -hmm. now i don't give a shit that get out here's all your money i don't care if you've been here 25 days here's your money get out that's how much it cost to get you out of my life and at that point i i said todd you want to see some cool stuff stuff i do before and after the students leave yeah he's he was my favorite student his little lynn little lynn and i think also you know not knowing you know you just hear things you know what I'm saying? Like you hear things, but I've always been of the belief that you should never make a judgment of someone until you've actually either seen them work or, or met them in person. You know, I've kind of learned that because when I, I remember the first time I went and when I did TCW with Caesar, people were telling me like, Oh, don't go. He's this and he's that. Don't go to TCW. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, because people are anti Caesar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? That's right. That was um, before you and so right and so i went out there and and then i saw him work i was like wow this is pretty amazing and and i thought all those people that talked bad about him i've kind of felt like they were just liars like their opinion did not matter to me anymore right because of what they said a lot of people take an opinion and shape theirs based off somebody else's opinion. right and then so same thing with you in a way i got a pretty bad reputation huh i've got a bad reputation yeah (laughs) and but i don't think you know, now I kind of feel that what they have said. You can see come, where it would come from. Yeah, I could see where it come from because, it, like I said, day one was pretty like, oh, I don't know, like, why does he have to teach like this? Why Why is he like this? You know, I was very re- resistant and hesitant, you know, just more resistant than anything. But I was still curious and I felt like I had to stand up for some of the students. Like, hey, don't do that. You, you know, just give them the answer. But then he's never going to learn. Right. You know. You and, literally said, give him give him choices, A, B, C, D. And I said, well, you want true and false too? Right. I, you know, it was, and then I started, and I said, I said, you know, just pretend we're dogs. Like if we were a dog, you would have to make an adjustment for us. And you said, I am. And I said, no, you're not. You're not the way you're answering. And again, I was being very defensive. And I was like, no, you know, just I need to hear what the the answer is. Just you're I kind of felt like you were beat around the bush, but you weren't. You were actually giving me the answer, but I I was blind (laughs) to see it. And then what happened was we had to come to the conclusion what you were actually telling us. And, you know, I, I don't think you're for everyone. No, no. And, but I really think that there's something very beneficial to the way you teach. But if you stick with me, then you can see it. But everybody has that initial feeling like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Thank you for sticking around. Yeah. I almost walked out of the day. I'm just kidding. No, no I, I had nowhere <laughs> to go. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Vermont and I'm from Texas. So I, it's like, I just leave, you know, yeah, we don't have a little I, Texas. Here. I picked a place where they can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you say that art though, too, because from a trainer's point of view, when we get a dog in, we're told as trainers that you can't believe completely 100% what the client says about the dog. We have to find mm-hmm. out what the dog is all about. 
Mm-hmm. But yet when we're trainers talking about other trainers, we label it as this person is not for you or you don't want to go to him mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But it's still up to us to find out what the real story is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, that's so true because like, I mean, again, I've been curious and you, you were bugging me since like last year and I said, okay, fine, I'll go. No, I'm just kidding. Right. No, I, I, went, I was bugging him, but not to come. <laughs> you can uh, tell him what I was bugging you about. You wanted, you wanted to come to Texas, yeah. man. Well, that wasn't what I was bugging him about, but yes, I did want to come and work with you because you have, you, you won't even show everybody what you have. You just get in the background, you know, you, you, you were good, man. Well, there was something I want to share something with you. So when we had to give our speeches at at TCW, I said, there's a fine line between being arrogant and confident. And so I didn't want to, I never wanted to be labeled as arrogant, but I said in front of, I stood in front of all the students. I said, but I'll tell you guys that I am damn good with dogs Good, because I know I can do all these things that not anybody can. And so that was just a way for me to, to share that I can do these things. And because, yeah, I'm the quiet guy, you know, I'm the kind of the guy that's like. You're hilarious though. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to be a comedian when I was younger, but. You should um, do it. But I did get the microphone. Yeah. You know, when I have the microphone, you know, when I do like those YouTube the, uh stories. Instagram stories, you know, I had that character that I created, which is no longer around, but I, you know, I just, it was another was side of me. About that. No, I know. It was Keep just, going, man. It was, That's awesome. It was another side he of me. He should have his own page. I know, but his filter's not around anymore. So, yeah, fucker. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've come to the realization that, you know, that, that I can still do these, I can still be confident without being arrogant. Right. You know, and so... I think that was one of the things that I took from this, but that's something that's been building up since probably I met you, whether you planted that seed way back when, and I started to be more aware of certain things. But, you know, sometimes when I work with a dog and it's it takes either more time or it's a little more difficult, that's when my confidence starts to go down or I have to hand off the dog to the, to the owners and then they don't, they're struggling. So that's- can always say, let's pick this up. I told him not to send that one dog home on a go home. Come back. This lady came back. Again, you can mm-hmm. always do that. People want – I don't charge when I do that, and you can if you want, but I don't think you would. I'm committed if, for the life of the dog. Like If, when, if you can't get where you want to be, you end as close as you can to where you want it to begin, and then you pick up where you left off. You, It's latent learning. Mm-hmm. You come back and you start over. It's the part in you that says, I got to do it now. Mm-hmm. The, or the pressure from that. Yes. Yeah. I, I got to do it now. Otherwise, no, you don't have to do it right now. I'd much rather you not do it right now, especially when you don't know that you can. What's rule number two? If you're not sure, make sure. Yep. That's by following rule number one. And inside rule number one, you stop what you're doing. Deflate the intensity. Then go back to what you're doing. And I don't care if that deflation is two days or three days. The dog, he doesn't care either. You get as far as you can and you begin again. Yeah. And I believe you're you're gonna you're gonna be way, way better because you just didn't know you could do these other things. You, like permission. Right? I, I think also like there was a certain point where certain people have taken me a certain point. And not that they left me incomplete, nothing like that. They were just that was the most that, that they could teach me. And I think you just took me to another level, you know? 
Like, I appreciate um, that. It was, it was, it was really cool. I mean, it was only three days, but I'm just like, wow, where is this going to go? It's almost scary in a way. Right. You know, cause I feel like I just found that I have the force you know? <laughs> and like, I just learned from Yoda and I'm like Luke Skywalker, you know, and it's, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I'm really excited to get home and start working and, and you know, just kind of work with the dogs that I have, even my own dogs. That's where you start. Right. Because your dogs know everything about you. Yeah. So you become rule number nine with them. Yeah. The thing is, like, what gets me about you are so you've been doing you've been training for how long? Six years. This is insane to me. I, I feel like in a way he's an enigma in the dog training world. Because how many trainers have been training for six years and you've been to how many TCWs? Forty five. Forty five. What? A PhD chance right there yeah you know? i mean that's graduating from harvard after your first semester to me like the, the amount of experience you, like, that's more time than i spent with caesar yeah and i i look at probably six years this is this has got to be this has got to equal like 20 i mean easily the amount of the amount of knowledge so i don't even know like how to explain you to people you know because <laughs> there's just a wealth of knowledge in this it's like under the surface a little bit like yeah when you look for gold and you just grab the gold that's on the top that's all you get but if you scrape a little bit under you find there's a mountain of gold and i think that it's just waiting to be let loose in you buddy well thank you you're welcome I'm going to... Uh, There's a lot of bro stuff. I know. We're going to make out later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. No, <laughs> yeah, the same hotel. Yeah, right across from each other, too. Yeah. It will do knock, knock, knock. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. You know, I... That's an honor to hear from you guys as well. You know, and I... Just thank you. I don't know what else to say. That's it. That's all you have to say. You can say anything else you want. We got another topics. Yeah, we do. But I, I think that the fact that you're able to agree that yeah. you're good, that just not arrogant. Yeah. That that's going to make you. And I, I honestly, like, I want to be good. I want to be great. But I don't want the ego that comes with it. Yeah. You know? You got to let that go. I'm glad that my ego died during my depression that five yeah. years. That's... I mean, I had a healthy one, but I had, you know, I had a good enough control of it, but it, it could have gotten out of control if, if I had gotten any major success. And I think everybody has that struggle. Mine was killed. Yeah. <laughs> but ego is a huge word in the dog training world I, to me, because if somebody's on YouTube a lot, it's a big ego. You know, if they're not, then they may not have one unless it's through, repu- you know, reputation and who's who, but... I mean, and that's why to me, when it takes an hour and 20 minutes to get a dog to where you can just pet its head and you're taking an hour and 20 minutes and you're not giving any violent corrections or shocking the dog to get there, like that to me is, you know, ego would say, you know, you're going to be in the middle of the room of 10 of us standing around. You're going to go watch this. I'm going to pet this dog's head in like three minutes, you know, and you're making it happen and you're going to pretty much break the dog just to fulfill your ego. But to me, when you can honestly take an hour and 20 minutes and put that to the side and get as sensitive to the dog as possible and work with that dog and be able to not only achieve what you wanted to achieve, but create a better relationship than if you did, if you did it, try to do it in three or four. I think 
to me, that's where ego comes in. It's look at how quickly I can do this. That's why, like Art and I said, you got if you're going to put up the video, you got to put up the whole thing. Yeah. Let's see it first. <laughs> no, I filmed it. It's good. Oh, okay. Like I was zooming in, I was oh. zooming out. It was, it was good. It's going to be like, you can put music to wait. it. I really can't wait. It'll to be see really it. good. But one of the things that it was very rewarding to have that dog come up and lick my face and, and be all right with it, you know, and yeah. go to his mom, get hyper excited about being there and come back and do it again with, because I, I planned it. We're going to look and see. If we're set way back, we'll start over. We didn't have to start. We had, uh, she touched her the one time. She's like, uh, and then she's like, okay, I know you. Mm-hmm. And it was back and forth, her mom, me. And I think the biggest thing, I, I enjoyed it, but her mom, Krista. Yeah. I, I think she got a big kick out of it, not because it was cool, but because it's possible. Yeah. You know, and her face was. Like, what? she couldn't believe it. Like, she, I was just watching her the entire time. Not the entire time. I kind of just kept glancing hey, at her. Easy, buddy. But, <laughs> but she was, like, amazed. That, that's you know? cool. But even sitting next to her, you should have heard all the... <sighs> like, because I was so close? Well, that and, and the size and, like, the just her body language, just okay. turning and, Since like, the relief. knees up. and She would feel, though, sometimes when she didn't want to, like, make, make on, eye contact with her. Yeah. <laughs> so she kept, like, looking away and, like... She did real good following instructions. Yeah. Well, because you told her that. Yeah. Don't, don't make eye contact with her because that will invite her back in. Yeah. Or I could get bit really bad. Yeah. You know? Can I say one thing else also? You can about... say 10 things else. So I remember those, a few months ago we were talking and you had mentioned this, something about the halty and you said, you know, if I, if I ever get to show you to work the halty, like you'll be blown away. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and then you worked with the, you posted a video on YouTube mm-hmm. and I watched it and I said, okay, that's, I see what you're saying, but I'm not blown away. And then I saw you work the halty yesterday with a dog and I was blown away. Like yeah. I was like, Oh my God. All your scalp and you get blown. And it was not just, it was, you did it with two dogs that you mm-hmm. did it with. And it was really cool to watch. And I, I, again, every time, like I was just like, I can't believe this because you know, I was taught a, a different way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I hated, I hated the way sometimes when I would, you know, go the way I was taught and I go to the client's houses and, you know, and they would just fight it all the time. And I, you know, you waste an hour fighting with the dog and I just, it was, it was, a, it made me feel bad. Right. You know, and they were like, oh, well, that's just what happens. And I'm like, well, there has to be a better way. So I started, what happened. I started to kind of figure out, well, how can I make this better? And then I remember I started, well, let me, let me just put the, put it on the dog and put a slip lead. Cause like the dog already understood pressure, like with the slip lead. And then just get him used to having it on his face. I thought that was a great idea. And I mean, I was just trying to find a way because like, again, I, I, I didn't want to do it where they just, if I can't do it in front of the client, then it's not fair. Right. You know? And then if I'm doing a, if the dog is going to a complete fight and I, I get to, you know, it, it's just doing all these things in front of the client. It's not fair to them to see their dog struggle like that. So to kind of just. And, and to feel the client going, that's my, my yeah. dog. This guy's a professional. I've heard about him. Should I, I can't intervene. intervene. Yeah. That pressure of seeing their faces uncomfortable must have been yeah so just seeing that was pretty amazing 
<laughs> it was it was really cool just to kind of take your time with it and then get it you know introduce you know some of the pressures that you did and things like that and another thing i'll also mention is that you know you, you hear that pressure and release talk so much and people aren't even close right to mm-hmm. what you do with that and you know you keep saying it's incomplete and again i when you when you told me that i'm like okay whatever Mm. but then i saw it and i was like again like people out there think they have a a concept of what i thought i had a concept of pressure release and i don't yeah you're like what i don't it's not even close you know and so and the people are teaching this and they're teaching it wrong that's right and it's discouraging you know, I, you know, I'm always thinking, oh, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. And there is, <laughs> you know, it was, it was what you, what you taught. Thank you. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, and you talked about in your podcast, the unethical or educated, the, uh, responsible res- educators. Re- yeah. And so when I, when, again, when I listened to that, I, I was like, okay. But now that I see it in person and then I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, I really believe it now. Thank you. We got one. Yes. <laughs> we got we one. have two. We have Ian. We got two. But I, when I tell you back in the day, I was like, we just need one. Yeah. We just need one. Yep. Nice. And, I, and I have to tell you too, Art, like, you, you know, we teaching the halty to a client, it was always beforehand this these are the choices for the dog Mm -hmm. you know what they're going to go through i was teaching this in class for three years in a class of six to eight owners with their dogs Mm -hmm. like one by one and Mm -hmm. i just that's that's the part that pains me so then to see lynn's video come out and i'm just like you know it was like taking my palm and hitting my forehead with it it was like this is so much easier now more and polite. then yeah way more polite and respectful too yep. on top of it so i have to ask you it's been a couple of months since you were here mm-hmm. and i think it's fair to say that you've got some momentum building here i think so you know you've got some other trainers that are hiring you yeah what was your experience like you asked me to ask everybody else here that attended what their experience was like doing the workshop so for you now that you're starting to get this momentum and coming out of the you know, the hole that you were in and now you're back teaching again. What was this experience like for you coming into it? Well, I, you know, I learned that I, I need to have more angles even with the people. I I started to doubt my teaching after the first day. I was like, I'm not getting what I'm, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. Oh, and I was like, I was worried about this person, that person, Rick, I was like, is he going to come back? Uh, You know? (laughs) And then I just said, um, stick into my guns. And I even went to, to the intense level. And that's when everybody kind of started getting it. And I got to go and do a bunch of PPEs, personal performance evaluations, because there were times where I just think that I could have made things smoother or some things they didn't need to know at that point. Um, maybe I don't need to add so many, I was so worried that people aren't going to get any information. So I start giving so much information. I think that I could probably cut out a quarter of that information and not confuse people so much. And I'll take a big look at that and hopefully may, uh, I will see some improvement. I don't think that the students will even know, but I think we'll see some improvement and then I want to improve again, improve again, 
improve again. So let me ask you something. I, I If you want to share this, I saw that Rick, Rick is a guy you were concerned about that may not even show up after day one. Yeah. He pulled you outside today. Would you want to share what he said? Yeah. Well, it, it was just telling me how brilliant he thought I was and how amazed he, he was with everything. He had no idea what to expect. A lot of the same things that you're saying, but brilliant. You didn't say brilliant. He said brilliant. Because you weren't brilliant. I was yeah, kidding. <laughs> but the thing is, is that he's, he, he's such a, seems like a, such a quiet guy. I can see now he's a personal kind of guy. So yeah. he needed to do that, you know, away from everybody. And he opened up way more out there than when he was inside. And I was so bummed, Rick, you didn't say goodbye. This is the <laughs> kind of guy he is, right? But I was relieved that he was really happy with it. And I think he wants to come to the leash handling one too. That's so. cool. Yeah, I, I know. Like I said, after day one, I think we were kind of concerned that maybe he's this is not a good fit for him. I can read people and I was... He did not look happy. But he, he was. He, he yeah. was looking into left field a lot, like, you know, yeah, right. during day one. And But super but nice that's guy. That's how he processed stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody processes things differently. And I pretty much have seen all the patterns in people. I hadn't seen that one. And so I kind of threw me a lot. Yeah. I even was saying, why don't you go over later and ask him what he thinks of the, the course. I was I was concerned because if he didn't like it, I wanted to talk to him to find out where he didn't like it because mm-hmm. I am, I'm not for everybody, but I'd like to have as many people learn this. And if I have to swivel some things around here and edge some things over there, I will. But yeah, I was, I was concerned, but I was so happy that I started catching him about the end of second day where he, causing him to laugh a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he was funny too. You. Yeah. Yeah, he was throwing stuff at me. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was funny. Yeah. I like this class. Everybody was really into it, cool. A lot of them I'd already known. I'd done some private shadow programs with them. And but they got to some of them were nine years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and so they got to see it was great to to see Jason say, Wow, you changed rule number one. Uh, <laughs> and I like the abbreviated part, but all these other rules used to be in rule number one. So I needed to break it down and and have an understanding. I needed to connect my own dots for my duck on the water picture, you know. I think that's important that you did that. You expanded on it because, you know, like I've shared with you in the past, you know, for me, I looked at it as... You have four options, but it's deeper than that, you know? Right. And so you, for example, we'll take like a, a flight response, you know, there's different different types of flight. There's different types of avoidance. Different reasons and all of it. You got to be able to address each one of those, not all of them the same way. Yeah. So, you know, whereas like a lot of people will just see light, you know, you're like the prism that breaks up the light into the different colors, you know, you bring color into a black and white training world kind of thing, you know. Well, thank and you. There is a big problem. <laughs> no, but it's I'm, like. And I'm angling myself I, towards I remember when, yeah. when, we were, when we first started like talking and I'm like, Lynn, you're too much for me. Like I would, you would. I remember that we were in California one time and we were at dinner and I'm like, I had to, I had to walk away because it was just too much. I couldn't. It was intense, huh? Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this guy like for five days. I don't know if I can do that, you know? 
To be honest with you, I was just trying to come out of my hole and it was access to people with like minds. And rule number six, excitement leads to disregard. I was trying to give you everything that you would want to learn. I was trying to get my next student because I was, I was, I was suffering, sacrificing, I mean, struggling financially. I needed to get somebody to teach and I needed somebody that has access to other people. And I, we all have like minds. We all did. Uh, so I was, I oversold myself and it, yeah. and it came out that way. Like I say, I, you know, everything's in my head. There's only one lane for it to come out. And when it tries to come out all at one time, it looks like shit. Yeah. But when it comes out smooth, it's good. I appreciate the fact that you stuck with me, even though it was several years later. I wish you would have told me then. That you were too intense for me? Yeah. I, you know, but that back then you weren't telling anybody anything. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I, was, I was still very reserved for certain right. things. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. I want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know, but I don't think I would have hurt your feelings. I would just said, "Hey, you're, it's too much for me right now. Can you just like back off?" And and to be honest, I hadn't been around people yeah. at all. That pressure was building at, at all. And when I got there, is everybody like mine? So, most of them I knew, and so I was overexcited just to be there. Yeah. And isolation is not good for anybody. And you see the result when you start to get back into the, yeah. into the social thing. I I wish I'd known that. I would have apologized to you. You, know? I didn't you can know. always apologize now. <laughs> As I told you then. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I'm sorry that that caused you any kind of pain there. Yeah. And I... I just kind of felt like it, re it reinforced the stories that you heard about me. I bet. Not necessarily. Uh, may maybe a little bit. Yeah. But I think also, I kind of felt like you were just push trying to see how far you could go with me. You know, well, if, if you can remember that I, I do this stuff all the time. So if you have a remembrance of what I was doing, yeah. then I could probably tell you that, Oh, I was messing with you. Well, it was, it was, I remember we were in the, in the, in the hotel room and we were, we were all there just talking. Oh, that's the different than the, the, the restaurant. Yeah. It was right after it. Or no, the, the backyard. I thought that's where you were at Colleen's. Oh uh, yeah. When I, when I met you at Colleen's, oh, that was, I was actually, there's some, I really remember that conversation too, because <laughs> you were like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing this and that. And then I remember the, the other people that were there were like, oh, we're ready. And then you were like, I don't think you're all ready. And then I said, I don't think I'm ready either. Yeah. And I, was, I, I was honest with you. I'm like, I'm not ready for like for you. Like, no way. Colleen always says, you know, you the time is whenever the time is right, it'll happen. And so right, right then and there was not the right time. No. Even last year was not the right no. time. I think when when I saw that you were going to be coming here, I was like. I had a conversation with my wife. I said, Hey, I really want to do this. And of course my wife is super supportive. And so she said, go ahead and go. You know, and she's well, 20. She let you go, man. <laughs> she's 22 Thanks, weeks yeah, pregnant man. and she's, <laughs> you know, taking care of the business and you know, like she's, she's doing a lot. And so just to support me, but at the same time, it's to support the family too. You know, so. And just so everybody knows too. And, and we talked about this when I picked or when we picked art up from the airport, Art was the first one that mentioned your name to me. I know. Right it's after our little triangle right here. Yeah. <laughs> right after our podcast, you know, recording ended. You and Art was talking about how I think you were sitting around. I just listening. come back from TCW. Yeah. 
and I saw you work there and I was like, what in the world is he doing? Like that is um, like pretty cool. But I only saw a small glimpse of it. But the small glimpse that I saw, I was like, I whatever that is, I need to know what that is. And, and you even said the word prism them to me. Right, I yeah. did. Because like you just the like the words that you were using, again at the time I just didn't understand it, but now I have an understanding of it. Right. Somewhat better understanding. I wouldn't say I have a well, you're on your way. Yeah. You want to find out. Yeah, and again, even watching your videos, I'm like, okay, that does it makes sense, but it doesn't because I think you're very nervous on how much you share. I'm uh, very nervous because I've been burned pretty right. bad, you know? And so, you know, I, I think that, you know, after I had mentioned, you know, I saw you work and then I was on his podcast and I said, hey, by the way, like, you know, I saw Lynn Bokey. If you haven't heard of him, like, you know, he's kind of crazy, but, <laughs> it, you know, but if, True that. If, you, if you can get past like the craziness, what he has to offer, like, pretty amazing pretty impressive and so again i just saw you work a little bit i remember i saw you work twice distance. were you at a distance i was at a distance i saw you because I, I was watching you and i'm like what is that he? dog is pretty anxious actually i saw you it was two times that i saw you one from a distance one up close no it was a third time too it was that little dog in the tent you were sitting right next to me um, and i didn't understand what you were doing i was i was so like it just didn't make any sense but whatever it was it was working right and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it's just with the leash, you and the leash. Well, it goes beyond that, but. I understand, but but what. You... Yes. From yeah. the outside looking in. Yeah. From the outside looking in, it's just the leash. But there, you know, there's a way deeper things happening. And none of anything I do can happen with the leash can happen unless my mind is 100% focused on what I want to do with the dog, which is to create a, a relationship where we can cooperate. Yeah. And once they start cooperating, the problem that they were having doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. Most people just want to stop this, stop that, stop this. Well, if you show them this thing that you want them to do, whatever it is that you want, I always want the dog to be with me and, and look for more information so we can cooperate there by proximity alone. They can't do the thing you didn't want them to do. Yeah. So they can only do one thing at a time. They can do a bunch of things over and over in a short period of time, but it's one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish for your workshop? We finished it. Nobody <laughs> left. I've had people leave. I've kicked people out of things, you know, and that's part of it. I am not for everybody. I'm, I, I describe myself in a joking way, like a pineapple, you know, the big spiky pointy thing on the top and then the sticky things, stickery things on the side. But once you get inside, I'm sweet as pie, sweet pineapple. But maybe it's a bit more abrasive than just the pineapple. <laughs> yeah. I, I be honest with you, I must have Asperger's or some sort of a thing. Cause I can't stop being that way. And I know it's right. And when someone sticks with me, they see it too. Tim was, was he was a, a good example. Yeah. Really, I love being challenged. And he was challenging me because he was being challenged. And I did exactly what I do with the dogs with him. But it didn't become yeah. apparent to anybody until after I got to that breaking point with it. I used to not tell anybody anything what I was doing. 
and the ones who stuck around un- understood. Then I had to start telling people what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, when I was going to do it, why I was going to do it, what you're going to feel when it happens, how you're going to think when it happens, and then what you're going to actually do once it happens. Nobody can handle that that reality because I do exactly, they do exactly what happens. So I found a little hybrid here. I, I did a little bit of the old stuff, didn't say what I was going to do, even though I gave all the information but people thought it was just for dogs. I gave the information and then I went to that breaking point And then I said, look, this is exactly what I'm doing right here. And, oh, okay. I think you're right. And, and you even told me, what is it today? Like I was on that guy's side yesterday, man. I had, because he, he was getting defensive and I'm like, He's getting defensive because he's he feels not offended, I'm, but I'm putting the pressure right, and I'm like, I gotta come to this guy's defense, poor yeah, guy. I I, right? I I felt the same as well. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people felt it. Like Rick well, was it like? Oh, yeah, everyone was like in the back. I saw everyone in the back because you had your back towards everyone where we were sitting at, mm-hmm. and everyone was watching in the background and like was just listening. But they were like, should we step in? You know, kind of thing. And I was like, look. Look, Lynn, like he, this is what he's saying. I was like trying to be the translator. I know what he's saying, <laughs> right? And then you kept saying that, and and I just I just kind of like was stepping in, and then I because I feel bad for him. You know, he's a sensitive guy. He is, and a lovely guy. And I wasn't doing anything to hurt him because he asked for the help. I asked how many times did I ask him? You can stop all of you. I'll stop doing this if you want me to. No, it's okay to do it. So I kept doing it, and I when I see the breaking point. Then I can I can stop it all, just like I did with the dogs. Would you do it any differently if you had to do the same thing again with him? No, because as you noticed today, it was only I, it was only towards the very end yep. when we had when he today was like that dog today that we had that mm-hmm. wasn't biting anymore. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that confusion for the longest time, and then he this, he couldn't hold it. it got bad. You, when you practice something for a lot of years, all your life. It's hard to change, but I had to get in there and break it. He saw it for the majority of the day. He followed it and it was great. He's a wonderful guy. And I think that as soon as he fixes this little focus problem, he's going to be amazing because he was already saying things that I wasn't ready to tell you guys Yeah, about the pressure matrix. He was uh, and the rules. He was already applying the stuff in his head, but we're right here, dude. We're right here. He's on his way, but he's going to, it's going to explode or fall off the tracks if he can't maintain his focus. And I think that he can. And I, I think I'll check in with him from time to time. I think he wants to come to the leash one as well. And I, I think he'll be really good. He's, yeah. he's the first person I ever met from Alaska too. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, he, what was the, the, the quote that he said? He says, I wrote it down. Understanding your inabilities creates the map to your abilities. That was me. No, I know, but he repeated that oh, today. Oh, he did it. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, he wrote that down. Yeah. But so, he, he didn't read it. He said it. Yeah, he said yeah. it. And But because you said everyone, you were asking everyone this morning, like, what did you learn? You know, what What's was the, the most question? significant thing you yeah. learned? Right. And then that's all he said. Everyone was like kind of long. He's like, and that's all he said, period. And that Let's is exactly what I did with him the two days before. Yeah. He got the map. Mm-hmm. He got a chance to practice. He did really, really well for the majority of the day. We had a little slip up, but we recovered quickly. Recovered quickly. And I just wish I had old school 30 days with that guy. Right. But 
Now, understanding your inabilities is a map to your abilities. Yeah, that was really cool to watch because he he got it. He did. He was really understanding. I was worried it. for him in the beginning. I was really worried because, you know, he admitted day one. He's like, I have two older sisters and I have two daughters. Three. And three. Three sisters and three daughters. So he's like, you know, <laughs> I, that he has a lot. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. And so he, he did. Was, he was he honest wore about on that. on his sleeve, he on did. his shoulder. He was crying the first day saying like, you know, that he. He wants so bad to know it right, right now. Right, right. And so when he didn't get the answer, like right, the answer he was looking for, I should say, because yep. he did have the answer, just not the one he he wanted to hear. And, and he if got he had walked me through where I wanted him to go through, I would have given him that answer, yep. right? But it wasn't ready for that. He needed this. He was emotional. Was I, I, yeah. I, I think also that when you, that when we were doing the, the drill, the behavior expectation drill on day two, and you well, asked the question. By, by, by the way, Everything I did with him was a behavior expectation right. drill. And every time it got to that point, I stopped everything. Whatever intensity people thought I had was gone. And I was who I am. That was a behavior expectation drill. Right. Go with it. him. But also when you asked him a question and he didn't, he wouldn't answer the question. He would, he would answer something in the future or something right. like that. And you're like, no, right now. Yeah. I think it was the it, it was, was the, the uh, dog with a void like it was had it was in avoidance or was it the rules where you wanted to know how rule number ten and one and four work together? Yes, and you're like, like you can't. No, it was four, and then one and two. Yeah, and I said, let's just look at four, and I kept asking, "Do you understand what rule number four is?" And he did not want to answer it because he was thinking about rule number one and two. Right, because he was like, "Yeah, but one and two say I don't know. What, I don't want to know about one and two. Yeah, and that kept going on and on it went on, and on. Just as patient as I was with that dog, right? Yeah. And then he got it. And then I said, do you want to know about one and two? No. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so admittedly, you said that you're not for everybody. I'm not. And but I there's, could be. And there's no one person that's right for everybody. No. Do you have any urge to change so you are more for the masses to get more of this word out or well, I want to change enough to be I want to I want to master what I'm currently doing to where it's palatable you know a little spicy but palatable I don't look at look at me do I look like I'm gonna put on a suit and dance fuck no so I <laughs> I actually no matter how much I hate the blown out of proportion reputation I have, I kind of like it. It keeps people away. It keeps, it keeps the ones that I know I don't want to work with mm -hmm. away. And I don't want to give this information to people that will ruin a dog or themselves or anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so that, that mystique is, is, is helpful right now. And by the time I perfect it to where I don't think I'm doing anything wrong or inappropriate yeah. or over the top. Then the people that have been coming and enjoying it will go out. And those people that said, he's, he's that, they're going to say, how do I get there? Then we can touch them. They're not ready. I'm not ready for them. But the people who are ready, they're going to be the ones that helps everybody else understand who I actually am. One thing that I want to point out also really quick about like, you know, the workshop that you did that it doesn't, it wasn't really focused so much on like tools, I should no, say, yeah. you know what I mean? Like 
the only reason why we brought in tools is because I think I had asked you, hey, I really want to, you know, want to see you work the halty. And also you'd made that YouTube video. So that kind of piqued my interest. So I had told you ahead of time, hey, I really want to see how you do that. And so you're like, okay, well, we'll do it. And so we did. But I think that's if, if there's any like young people that want to learn, you know, they want to become a trainer, you know, they immediately want to learn how to do and work an e-collar. They can't even work a leash. Right. Mm. And so, you know, I found a lot of people that, that say, hey, I really, will you teach me how to work e-collar? I'm like, you don't even know how to work a freaking leash. How do you expect to work an e-collar? Mm-hmm. And so, if you're good with the leash, you'll be good with the e-collar. If you're bad with the leash, you're going to be terrible with the e-collar. Oh, my God. You know, so I'm like, if you, want me, if you want me to teach you how to use an e-collar, let me show you how you work with, how do you work with leash first? Then we'll start there, you know? So, it's important to understand before you can go to this step, you have to go to this step. And a lot of the How people- How many times did it take us back to A? I know, go back to A. Yeah. Even and, you went to Texas with the alphabet that I hadn't given you yet. I know, because I was like, well, how can I do this? <laughs> I know. I, I, I was like, how can I do this with like at home? Like, what can I change at home? I'm like, okay, let's back up to where we are here in Vermont. Let's just work with the dogs mm-hmm. we have here. That's right. And then we once once we get this, then I go back to Texas. But you Just know, real quick, just so everybody listening, we just had an, a new dog arrive and he's just kind of going through his detox right now. So if you can hear the barking, that's what that is. Kind of have to allow that a little bit to happen. So that's what's barking in the background. Yeah. But my advice for people that that want to learn to work with dogs is don't be don't don't go to educators that the first thing they teach you is working with e collar. Oh my god! And there's a lot of them out there. Unless it's a specific e collar course, correct? There, there's there's people that do that I respect that teach right. just e collar, but there should be a prerequisite. Yeah. You know. And I think that's where a lot of the damage is going to be happening. And because, you know, you're teaching a tool to, to, you know, to light up a dog, Oh my! you know, and again, I feel that's really unethical and they look at the result like, oh, but this is the result. But the result they get, they think it's right. What they have is either suppression, shut down or stuck in a behavior. It's just not doing the behavior that they were using the e-collar for. It's not how it works yeah it's not how it works yeah i wish that i could get all the people who want to be a dog handler before they go to any other school and work with them you know and then go do whatever you want after that i want to i want to imprint some stuff because when you go to anybody no matter what their intentions are at good intentions they may not be able to put the right reflexes in you and then it gets in your dna and it's very difficult to change i mean look at how difficult it is to get people to stop pulling back on the leash that's you know it's very difficult so in order to when i do my pressure and release or pressure matrix with the dogs the very first thing i put in their pressure box is the one that we know we both have and once that's there then we can build off of that so if i didn't have that in there well then we get wild stuff happening it's confusion and everything so the same thing with someone learning if you get a good foundation with good reflexes timing and all that then you can do whatever you want but it's hard to change people's minds first of all about anything and then to try and change their physical actions you know their body mechanics their own body mechanics everybody's so worried about so focused on the dog. How many times every time we talked about the dog this, and I'd say, no, 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 no. You 
first, and then the dog will reflect it every time, right? It, mm -hmm. it, we can't focus on how to fix the dog if we don't even know anything about ourselves, you know? Yeah. And rule number one is always be in control. And the, the most important form of control is self-control. And it, people even misunderstand that rule number one. They think it's, you know, dominance that, and even, they don't even understand what dominance is. Right. And so it, so I take my time now. Mm -hmm. I, I took my time then, but you know, this, I'm taking more time now. I'm slowing everything way down. And look, whatever you're doing, whatever you're currently doing, I don't care where you are. If I slow you down and show you, it's going to enhance everything you're already doing. You're going to be better at it. That would be a goal. I remember right after you left, we had that big, the big black Great Dane that was here, like your first day here. Mm -hmm. And then, I, you know, after you had left and I, he was coming for daycare, I was like, put him in the training room because I can't wait to work with this guy. <laughs> and I obviously, you know, between the training room and outside, we have a series of gates and doorways, like one, two, three, four, five different gates and doors just to get out into the yard with this guy, plus getting him out of his kennel. And of course I had the whole surveillance thing going. I took my time, you know, the whole thing. And then I'm like, wow, I, I forgot. I got to go check the tape to see, even though I felt confident in it, there was, there was one time at one of the doors where I could see my body language was just, it looked uncomfortable to me. Mm. So to him, I'm sure that looked, looked like a billboard, mm -hmm. you know. Uncomfortable. And, come yes, on, come on. <laughs> absolutely. But I think I texted you too. And I'm like, this guy, he's, you know, later that day, he was looking at me in the eye, like softer eyes. It was, a, and you said, you know, you, you guided him through, mm -hmm. you know, and I still, when I texted you was before I went back and looked at the thing, you know, and I felt so good. And then I looked back, I'm like, this could have been deeper, you know, because he would have seen me probably more comfortable earlier but that's how you begin again. Yeah. You got to do that. That evaluation. You succeeded and you felt comfortable. You know for a fact that wasn't suppression. Now you go and refine yeah. yourself at itty bitty points. If you have access to videotaping yourself and you can look at it without saying, oh, I have my hair. I should have wore a different shirt. You know, this isn't going to look good on YouTube. You know, if you can get past, if you can. If you <laughs> If you're looking at what you're doing and deeper, what you're feeling, then you're going to really fly. So it really is what you're thinking. What you're thinking creates what you're feeling. What you're feeling vibrates out of your body and what your body looks like. You know, the dog sees all of it all the way to the center. But if you can't even see your own body language, you know, you will never see your energy. And it, it's interesting now because before you came here, just touching his collar, he was always a little sketchy about, you know, he just, you could see he wasn't sure. And I'm like, well, there's a good chance I probably wasn't sure either. But now it's so much clearer, both he and I, that if I touch his collar, he's just, it's like nothing new. It's, it's old hat to him, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's cool to see and look back and go, okay, this is where I need to change. You know, it goes back to what you're saying. We got to look at us first before we can study the dog's body language. We got to be aware of ours. Skills. You don't have to worry. You already have some skills. Now let's develop yourself. And then that will make the skills that you currently have, technique or not, shine. And the dog will admire you. So we all have lots of stuff going on in our life. But when I, when I work with a dog, nothing else exists. 
nothing. Yeah. Nothing else exists. I didn't know what time it was after, remember? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. We got all that much time left? You thought it was three hours and it was I an hour and 20. Was, I didn't even know. <laughs> I had no clue. But you have access because you have all the daycare dogs and your board and train dogs. I encourage you even just once a day when you, when you go on your break to get a dog and practice something new. And when I talked about the halty with these students, I hope that somebody does do it. Don't get a dog that's going to hurt you or that you're going to hurt. But I hope this doesn't make people come at me. But I used to, in the very beginning, go to shelters and work with the dogs that are going to be put down that day or the next day. And I allowed myself, I talked to the dog and told him, I appreciate you allow me to, to practice. And I know I'm going to fuck up. But at the end of it, no matter what, I put it back where I found it. And I, just like a hunter, thank you so much for providing nourishment for my family. That education for me was, whew. so to go into a shelter, I just hope that doesn't send people the wrong way. But knowing these dogs are going to die, it's sad. But I need to help other dogs that are alive. And want to help the dogs that are alive so they don't end up right there. So those dogs are still a very big part of my life. And there's no reason why people with good intentions can't go in and utilize these dogs in a way to better themselves instead of practicing on dogs and setting them into a, a wrong direction or a new behavior that's got to be fixed. Just You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't even finish what I was saying. So that's good. But even even practicing on one that's going to be euthanized, that that's going to save ten more. If like, I do it right, you're going to save more than that. Well, totally. But even a low number like that, I mean, you're right. looking at saving hundreds to thousands. You know, here you are teaching ten people. Not all of them are trainers, but hey, you know, if that one dog helped you teach 10 dogs, help you teach a workshop of trainers that are going to go out there and it's exponential. So just as much as the people that are teaching the incorrect stuff that's going to go out there and influence hundreds of thousands, you know, you look back at where this all started from with some of those dogs, it's still going to influence hundreds of thousands to do it the right way. Absolutely. 100%. It is a problem when people are saying, if I help one dog and they're inappropriate or incompetent, yeah, you help that one dog, but what you're doing to these other dogs or the 30,000 people that are going to take what mm-hmm. they saw you do and mess it up on those dogs, I don't think that yeah. that doesn't balance. You yeah. know, I just think that, I mean, as an industry, I really think that we should figure out a way to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. I think we create little groups and as long as it doesn't become a click like some of them do, I think yeah. that people will grow. And like I said in my last episode, I have a big responsibility, and no matter my fear of technology, I need to put videos out there that educate. And that's what I'm going to do. I may not put out 40 or 50. I may put out four, but those four are going to be beneficial. Oh, somebody snoring. That was the Maddie. <laughs> She's sitting right next to me snoring away. That was not me. Yeah. But you have access to all these dogs. You have access to watch your employees doing form number one, mm-hmm. going through thresholds the right way. Mm-hmm. 
and you can learn how to better yourself by seeing where they're making their mistakes and teaching them. I used to always say the best way to learn anything is to teach it. Now, I didn't say go out and teach other people something you just learned. You do, you, you can teach clients, you know, and you can still learn. You can teach your employees and still learn. But it is a wonderful way. And you can videotape yourself and teach yourself how to do something better. You know, that's something that videotaping yourself is really important. I mean, athletes do it all the time. And I hadn't done it in a while. I used to do it all the time when I used to live in downtown, but I got away from that. And recently, before I came over here, I filmed myself with the dog because I wanted to show it to you. And I think we it was like, I don't know, a 30-second video, and we only watched 15 seconds of it. And you pointed out... About 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I just didn't realize that I had a pattern as well. Mm-hmm. And the dog was There's just... a pattern doing, in everything. Right. And But... but the dog was, I, you know, I, here I am trying to guide this dog, but I had the same pattern. And then whether the, the dog was being reactive towards the other dog or excitement towards the owner, they were different mindsets, but I mean, they were different intentions, same but physical action, right. They had the same exact body language. Mm-hmm. And but so there's a difference when you know the intention, but right. it's the same physical right. movements right. that way. So when the intention changes, then they soften or they harden or they get right. erratic. And so, you know, just seeing that and just seeing how my body was, was moving and how I, when I was stepping back and you kind of pointed little details out, I'm like, man, that's, that's awesome. Like, and we didn't get to finish because no, I don't even think we, we need to. No, I, I already have an idea what I'm going to do now when I, when I go home with this dog, this was a dog that just, so you know, like has already, I'm their fourth trainer and you know, they did a lot of, you know, I don't know what the, the, I know what the third trainer did. You know, they did some e-collar work and the dog knows plays, knows how to, you know, be all, do all these cool things. But when it sees another dog, it gets overly excited. So they, you know, and reacts and reacts. And so then they just kind of turned up the collar and they just made the dog yelp, but it never changed the mindset. And so when you do that to a dog, you tell, you make it worse. I got to kill the dog. Yeah. The next one I see. Well, and it hurts when I, you, your timing our timing has to be so precise or you're going to create a worse behavior. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, well, they've already used these tools. No, there's no use in using them. So I took the prong collar off. I took the e-collar off. I said, let's just go on a sip lead. And I had the owner. I want to see what she experiences. So I did. And then I was able to slow her mind down, but not completely. I mean, she was really intense. And so, I mean, I just met with them and I was able to, again, slow her down, but there was some things that I could have done better to make the dog slow down even more. I mean, the dog wasn't reacting, but it was still like, on. Yeah, it was still on. And then Never I returned it off. Right. And then, but I, I already knew like, okay, like a plan of action, but now I have a better plan. And I'm like really excited. Cause I'm meeting with this lady this week, um, yeah, right. but it, like I even Don't told the excitement I, lead to disregard. That's that. true. <laughs> <laughs> I even told the lady, I'm like, look, this dog has already done, done a born train. There's no use for me to take yeah. the dog. Yeah. I go, I got the, I have to work with you in this environment because this is where you're having the issue. What, who cares if the dog is good at my house? I need for this dog to be good in your environment. I don't want to take away from your plan, but if you want to in- accelerate that plan with no dogs, teach that woman form number one. Yep. That's all that dog needs is to be controlled by her. Right. She needs, when I say control, remember, I'm not talking about control. Control. Yeah. I'm talking about we're going this way, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, this would be best interest. If your right. best interest would be that. 
if you teach her form number one and then go out and do stuff with yourself, the more she handles the the body of the dog, mm -hmm. the more influence she has over the mind, the more influence she has over the mind, the more control she has overall, the yeah. less she has to do physically or psychologically yeah. at all. Because the dog, how many times have I done something with a dog and it believes right now I can't do anything. And then they're in a wide open space and like, I can't do anything Yeah, because they know you've changed their rule number nine. When something's new and different, everything becomes new and different new and different thing needs to come from the owner. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That will rock that dog's world. Yeah. But you should still do your thing so you can get your video. I see your legs shaking, you know, <laughs> bouncing. You should still do your thing. I'm excited. First. Yes, I know. You should still do your thing first, get your video and then teach her form number one, mm -hmm. show her what you're going to do and then show her to do it and take your time. Don't, I mean, you can charge her if you want, but this is your first, um, my old students, I used to send them out to rescues their first six months to work with the rescue dogs that are going to be adopted. And that was a responsibility. It's also a way to, to start a, a business, you know, because the rescue will help you once you, they see what you're doing is, is good. So what my point is, is that since you're learning, oh, my, my real point is, is that they would do 50, 60, 70 clients. And I, I changed that because I, that's bits and pieces. So yeah. I want, I want my students when I do that kind of a program again, to just pick 10, 10 dogs and get them all the way to the end. So you understand how this dog this energy, this other energy. And so any mistakes that you do, it's just 10, not 70. So whether you charge her or not, just tell her, we're not done until this is done. This is your education. This is, this is your, you know, little bit of what, what do they call that when you go to a, a college thing, but it's not really college. Intern? No college, but it's not a college. It's college and then this is a junior college? junior college where you can go and take you can <laughs> take any college class. yeah but you can take any classes you want there's no there's no you don't have to do this thing what's that requisite yeah see i'm uneducated in that, that <laughs> way but this could be like your little community college that's what i was looking uh, for a community college class that you're going to learn everything from that dog and because earlier you were telling me how struggle the struggle you were having with getting the clients to do it the way you did it. Yeah. You're going to teach her everything. So you can then be easy, effortless when you teach everybody else all the way until it's done. You don't have to do that, but I would all the way until it's done till that dog is completely non-reactive till that human has complete confidence in herself and control of the dog and you've learned how to communicate exactly how to do the things that you want the clients to do that's a challenge buddy yeah challenge accepted good i always say stuff like that you could do this you could do that i wouldn't charge because i'm learning something new if you want to but maybe i should just tell people they shouldn't charge because you're learning <laughs> i know back in the day when i'd get a new behavior that i had to rehabilitate i was so excited i'm going to do this one for free okay because first of all, I need to learn how to, to do that. Not learn like experiment, like I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? I already know enough, but I hadn't worked with that specific thing ever. Yeah. And I wanted to master that. So I would do it for free. And sometimes I'd keep dogs 
way longer, two, three, four months, just for free because I want it to be done and then teach the human how to maintain it. That then makes my time for the next dogs shorter, one month instead of, you get a, you, should, you should do these things. You should do these things, people. <laughs> Nobody gives, I mean, people do give stuff away for free, but one last thing, I had a rescue contact me and I did so much rescue work in the beginning. It, did, it gave away so much. This rescue contact me that needed help. And I'm like, you're telling me that no trainers are coming to you and offering help? I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I, it's hard to believe that people aren't going to learn and help, help and then learn as the byproduct. I don't understand. I mean, even if you're good, you know, and you want to be great, go and, and practice by giving back. These dogs, they, they need that head start going into that home because all that's going to happen with that dog is it's going to be overloved and no structure right out of the gate. And then we're going to be called six months later, a year later with a problem. You know, why don't we get there preventative and get there before, you know? So anyway, that's my two cents. If you put them together, you can rub them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for making the trip to Vermont. Well, Thank you for having us, Ian. Thank you for having uh, Lynn uh, here. First of all, having this out here, thank you, thank you, thank you. I always said I want to be able to find a couple of places across the states that I go to all the time. And if you'll have me all the time, you know, I will come here all the time. Absolutely. I mean, I, I told you this before. Never in a million years would I think 10 people would come from all over the country to mm -hmm. this little place, whether it was to learn from me or somebody else was just not something that I thought was even possible. Well, it happened. And it, and it happened this week. I was, you know, everybody, my staff here on Monday, I'm like, you guys, look, I'm going to run around with my, you know, head cut off here for a day or two. You know, when you got here, it was like I finally could settle in a little bit, you know. <sighs> a little relief. It, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, you're coming in the same day as everybody else and we're starting mm -hmm. right off kind mm -hmm. of thing. You know, it was it was kind of gradual. Never but done yeah, so it. It was nice. I, you know, I, like you said, we're going to go over it and, and figure out how to make it better mm -hmm. for the next round. But again, the sky's the limit here. That's right. And again, thank you. And Art, thank you. Thank coming. you. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yes. it.